Hey everybody, welcome to BSing with Sean K. I'm your host Sean Neese. And uh happy new year. It's the first episode of 2016. And my first guest of the year is uh Linda Marin. She's a psychologist and uh specialist specializes in uh uh hypnotherapy. So uh thanks for coming on. Well, thank you so much Sean, for inviting me. Happy new year. Um, great way to start the year. Yeah. Excellent. Thank <laughs> so, you so uh, much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. So, uh, just tell us about yourself uh, and what it is you do and how you got started with it. Okay. My background is a psychologist. I'm licensed in Puerto Rico and here in the United States, I'm certified as a hypnotherapist or a hypnotist. You can call it any way. Um, although... I, I notice, regardless the culture we come from, uh, most of us have been raised with this idea that hypnosis is somebody that can take control of your mind and make you do whatever that person wants, which is that just happening in the movies. That's just the vampires that can do that. Reality is far from reality. Um, hypnosis is a voluntary process, and just imagine it's a with your eyes closed, to the root of the problem. So, borderline is a voluntary process. So, my background in psychology works a lot. It's an additional tool here in New York. I'm acting as a psychologist. I'm acting as a, a hypnotherapist. So, uh, I guess, uh, what could you say about what it is and how it's different from what people think it is, I guess? Like, well, the difference is, um, for instance, most of us are familiar than seeing on TV or going on a cruise, seeing a show that the hypnotherapist is going to say asleep or bark like a doggy and, and essentially is controlling you, is making you do something funny or ridiculous, something that you're not aware of. Well, that's a show. It's fun. It's funny. But that's not how hypnosis works. Hypnosis is a voluntary process. For instance, I cannot tell you right now, Sean, just bark like a doggy. Well, if you're having fun, maybe you'll do it. But it's because you want to do it. If not, you will say, oh, my God, this woman is crazy. Shut up. Uh, I cannot. Hypnosis, you don't control people's mind. I, I believe that in the way hypnosis was presented for the first time was in the 1800s. It was presented on stage because that's how shows were presented at that time. So it was kind of a mystical, magical way to present it, a a way to control people's mind. If you combine that with people's desires to control mind, (laughs) yeah. Well, we have TV shows, we have movies about how to books, everything, how to control people's minds. Reality is far from reality. So if we come from all that background, that's a general myth, a misconception that hypnosis is somebody that can control your mind. No, it's a voluntary process. For instance, uh, you go to a traditional therapy, so to a psychologist. When you walk into that office, if you don't feel comfortable with that person, you won't open up, you won't talk, you will be uncomfortable, perhaps you won't come back, perhaps you won't say much. However, if you feel comfortable with that professional, you share your story, your your concerns, even your secrets, no? 
because you that person inspire uh, trust. Uh, you can trust that person in general. That's how hypnosis works. If you're uncomfortable with the professional, you're not going to open up. You're not going to talk. If you're comfortable, well, then it works. So if we're going to talk in terms of magic, well, then that will be the magic if you trust. For instance, um, if you go to a doctor and the doctor tells you, uh, let's go, let's say you have a cold, you go to your doctor, he prescribes you a medication. If you don't take it, it won't work. But if you trust in the process, you take the medication, of course you're going to get better. So that's hypnosis. It's a voluntary process. Um, how I work. Um, last I'm going to ask you, Sean, have you ever meditated? Uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So you do meditation, perhaps uh, you close your eyes, you breathe, you concentrate. When you start feeling relaxed, that's called a trance. However, the word trance has been taken out of context. And it's kind of a scene like intimidating or, or mysterious. People tend to feel intimidated by that word trance. Okay. So you have a little experience with meditating. And I'm asking you, do you think you can get trapped in a meditating state? No, you can take yourself out of it whenever. But Exactly. That's hypnosis. Nobody gets trapped in a hypnotic state. And there's a, a big misconception. What if somebody take control of my mind and I don't wake up, but I get trapped? Hypnosis, you don't ever get trapped in a hypnotic state. It's a voluntary process. The only thing they can have that somebody fall asleep, yeah, that sometimes can happen. Somebody's having is so deep into a relaxation that can fall asleep, but get trapped, get lost, somebody taking control. No, that doesn't happen. Uh, so hypnosis, I will say, in the way I will define it, is going to the root of the problem. Somebody that wants to quit smoking. The problem is not just the act of light a cigarette and smoke. Is the emotions you're running for disconnecting. You don't want to face something. So that's your way to protect yourself and to run away from the situation. Uh, let's say it's like a way to quiet the noises around you. So how hypnosis is used, first of all, to teach the person to relax, to trust his or herself. Relaxation is the key to, uh, to hypnosis. And then they start looking for the root of the problem. Why did you start smoking? It was because you were trying to be rebellious at whatever age, because something traumatic happened, because I misunderstood something. Sometimes we can be in front of an event and misinterpret it. And the impression we store in our brain is, can be a little different from what happened at that moment because we didn't have enough um, experience because we were not mature enough and that's how we experience how, that's how we've registered in our way that experience so if we go back to hypnosis it's like looking okay how this habit how this uh, uh let's say this uh we can say addiction, if we want to talk in terms of addiction. How this addiction, how this habit, how this behavior that is disrupting and, and, and is not productive in my life anymore, how can I change it or, or, or 
or just stop it. So you have to understand the root from where it comes from. So hypnosis is like going to that root, understand, re-examine, re-evaluate, and it's, it's, you can call it as a healing process, as a moment to change, to reorganize. That's how hypnosis works. So I guess uh, is it kind of stuff that you already know unconsciously and it's like sort of like in a dream state, like when sort of like when you're dreaming, like you realize things uh, you don't always like realize when you're awake, but there's stuff you already kind of know. They're just kind of. That's a great way to, to describe it. That's a good way to compare it. Yes. Just imagine that your brain is, has three layers. Imagine just a three layer cake. So the top one, where the frosting is, that that's the conscious mind. That's where we are right now, okay, the conscious mind. Then you go to that feeling, the inside layer. That will be the subconscious mind. When you are relaxed, when you, let's say you are right now listening to music, drinking a glass of wine or reading a book, doing something like you feel you have pleasure, you feel comfortable and relaxed, that's an alpha state. Because usually you have positive, nice, cute memories about something, no? something that happened in childhood a few days ago, but that's the alpha state. Then imagine the deepest layer of that cake. That would be the unconscious mind. You, you mentioned the dream, but you can compare that. That layer, the unconscious mind, is like a, a computer file where we put everything we don't want to deal with. We storage there. Because when it happened, we were not um, mature enough. We didn't have experience in enough because it was traumatic, because we didn't understand it. Regardless, the situation was surrounding. We put that experience in that unconscious mind. It's like a way of our brain to protect ourselves. So when we close the file, so on the daily basis, in the top layer, we don't remember what it was, what is happening. But when you're in front of experience of situation or person that trigger those memories, then you react to that. So with hypnosis, it's like going to that layer, to that deep layer. If we're talking in psychology words, that would be the ID or the id, what Sigmund Freud talked about, is that mysterious big portion of the brain. Okay, that's where we storage of those memories. Going to those memories, of course. Let's say you are you come to a session with me. Um, it's not that we're going to open a Pandora box and then send you back home, and you're going to have nightmares or then how I'm going to face all of this. No, going to that moment. That's where everything starts with relaxation. It's a conversation. We start relaxing. Strengthen self-esteem, strengthen confidence, security, and then you start going deeper into those memories to review, to understand what is storage down there in the unconscious mind. Once you, you heal it or review it, reorganize, see it as the whole picture, it's a healing process. And usually you're not just resolving one thing. It's, it, I will say my experience is a domino effect because it put a lot of things into the right places. It's like imagining uh, you have a puzzle and some of the pieces or part are a little crooked or, or out of place. It's like putting those pieces again back together so you can see the picture clear 
and reinterpret it and re-understand it. So is self-hypnosis possible? Yes, it is possible. Possible and actually, that's when my clients learn that in their first uh, in the first session, because self hypnosis can be used for many things. One of the sample I mentioned before is, um, for instance, people that have text anxiety or stage fright, which is a very similar kind of anxiety. How you help do self hypnosis in this way is to reduce anxiety. And also to learn that everything you have learned, everything you have here, everything you have read, everything you have studied, everything is in your brain and is permanently in your brain. When we get anxious, we block those memories and we convince ourselves that I don't know. Oh, my God, I forgot. I don't know anything. So when you learn to relax, because one of the, the main keys for um Hypnosis is through relaxation. You have to be relaxed. You have to relax your mind, your body, in order to access memories, in order for a, a hypnosis to be effective, especially when it's hypnosis as a therapy, hypnotherapy. So, so hypnosis in this sense is because you have practiced in, in a session with myself or with another um, uh, professional. Learn how to how to relax, how to calm down yourself, how to concentrate, and most, most essentially to trust yourself. If you have studied this, if you have read it, you have heard it, you're familiar, it's in your brain. So relaxing, trusting yourself. You can see it as like you can access those files because that is in your brain, it's in your mind. So that's the time of self-hypnosis. One of the many ways you can use it, like, for instance, you're going to have a, an audition tomorrow. You're performing tomorrow on stage. You have a, a test, an important test to take for boards, for instance. You practice this days before, the night before going to bed, that morning on your way to the test. It's like practicing mentally. Um, another way, let's say you have to give a speech, self-hypnosis to relax yourself, to concentrate. When you are, uh, I remember that I mentioned that hypnosis, the process of hypnosis, you are more concentrated and aware that we are what we are right now in the conscious mind. So, because you have practiced that in the session with me, you learn that too, and it's something that you can use in any way through um, um, breathing exercises. There's another way. So to answer your question, yes, self-hypnosis is possible. And it's a tool that is very easy to uh, uh, learn. And you can use it at any moment, any any place, anywhere. So you just kind of like lie back and quiet your mind? and Quiet your mind. With hypnosis, you can say, yeah, I'm sure you are familiar with this concept, rewire your mind. Okay, in your brain, there are electric paths. When you're anxious... Your brain works in one way. When you calm down, your brains work in a different way. That's what you call repathing your brain, redirecting the energy. That's another way you can call it. So self-hypnosis is like it, it has to be a lot with, with the breathing, how you breathe, calm down yourself, trust in yourself, which is always going to bump your self-esteem. 
trust in yourself. If you have prepared yourself, if you have studied for something, so then it's in your brain. It's a matter for access those files that are already in your brain. I remember when our current president, uh, Mr. Obama, won, one of the things, the first time he won, people were saying that he used hypnosis in, on, her, on his speeches. If he used it or no, I don't know. Remember, you cannot hypnotize anybody against his or her will. Those are myths and misconceptions. But you can self-hypnotize yourself to be more effective. So when you are delivering a speech, you're safe, you're, you feel safe, you feel confidence, and those words feel, when you talk to somebody that, that you, you can perceive and you can hear that person is confident in your trust, perhaps he used that, that tool. But that's a tool that is part of self-hypnosis. You're grounding yourself in the present moment. You're aware of the present moment. You, are, you, you have your self-confidence. While you're speaking your words, People can trust it better because you know what you're talking about. There's nothing magical about manipulating anybody's mind. When somebody talks with the truth, when he's confident, it's, it's, it's almost like a natural effect. You, get, you earn people's um, respect and, and trust. I did, I ask, did I answer your question? Uh, yeah, I think that, uh, that gives us like an idea of... Uh, mm -hmm. So, um, I guess, like, uh, I mean, I, I think you talked a little bit about, like, what, uh, I guess got you interested in hypnosis and, like, using it as a way to help people, I guess. Uh, how I started with um, hypnosis, and then I mentioned that it's a combination of a personal experience, where about, uh, this was about, let's see, we're in 2016, so about 12, 13 years ago, I was suffering of chronic allergies, and hypnosis was one of the things that helped me the most to pull me out of that crisis I was passing through at that moment. It was chronic allergies at the stand where I was at home, isolated for about a month because I was hypersensitive to everything. So uh, at that time, I was already curious about nurses, but this personal experience, it was really pushed me to study hypnosis. Um, I have helped people with numerous things, uh, from, from allergies to uh, uh, text anxiety, for anxiety, for self-esteem. Um, but that, that's, that's how I started out with hypnosis, a combination of my own uh, curiosity about how hypnosis work and then my personal experience with my own health it helped me tremendously so it's uh, I guess it worked for you and you thought you could help other people with it the same way it... exactly exactly even even though I mean and, and, and don't take me wrong the hypnosis did not cure my allergies but it helped me, like, at that time, my allergies were so out of control. There was no natural medicine, no conventional medicine, nothing was helping me at that moment. I've always been a healthy woman. I always have an organic and mostly vegetarian diet. I have always 
I, so it was a moment where I practically felt that I lost control of my body, of my health, and nothing was helping me, anything natural, anything not even conventional uh, medicines were helping me. So hypnosis gave me that understanding and calmness and helped me really, uh, it pulled me out from, from, from that crisis I was passing through that moment. It was a combination of that acupuncture also. It helped me, but, but mostly hypnosis. It helped me tremendously. And I've seen this uh, with other people. I remember at that time I received hypnosis by another clinical psychologist. And something she mentioned at that time was like, you're going to see that the type of work you're doing with hypnosis is permanently. Because it's so deep inside. It's like you are planting a seed that it continues growing strong, deep roots. And I can tell you, it's like that. That that is that was my experience, personal experience, and I have experienced that with every single client I have had since oh eight. So that's that's my personal experience. That's one of the main things that inspire me to uh, to learn hypnosis. So um, I guess any final thoughts or things you'd like to say, if uh... Maybe if you want to let people know how they could contact you for a session. or Absolutely. Uh, they can call me at 352-226-0490. Or they can look my website, which is www. And it's my name, lindamaringhypnosis.com. Linda with a Y. So it's L-Y-N-D-A-M-A-R-I-N, hypnosis. Dot com. So through my website, there is my my email account. You can check my website. You can send me a, a, an email direct to me. I can answer uh, questions also on the phone. So I'm available uh, to answer questions and from free consultations as well. All right. Well, uh, I think that does it for this episode of uh, BSing with Sean K. Thanks again, Linda, for coming on. Thank you very much for inviting me, and Happy New Year again, and I wish you the best. Oh, yeah, no problem. It was, uh, yeah, it was my pleasure, and uh, I should have more episodes coming soon, so uh, stay tuned. Thank you so much, Mike.